everyone. Welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod, the self-isolation edition. That's where I am. That's where my family is. That's where we're going to be for some time now. I hope that you and your family, your friends, you're practicing and taking the same precautions for yourself, for our communities, for our country, for this world. I hope you're doing the same. And uh, it is even a different world since my last podcast, since we were playing NBA games last week. But obviously that has changed. Uh, a lot's changed and a lot more is going to change. And, and there are harder days ahead uh, for everybody. See in my Twitter feed that the governor of West Virginia is encouraging people to go to grocery stores. If you want to go to Bob Evans and eat, go to Bob Evans and eat. I would suggest in my limited medical expertise, do not go to Bob Evans to eat or any other restaurant to eat, to stay home, to just do the minimum amount, have the minimum amount of contact with anybody uh, outside of your isolation. And let's flatten the curve of this coronavirus. It is incumbent uh, for everybody, for your family, for those who are among the most vulnerable, weakest in, in all of our communities and, and, and those who would be impacted by the stress of hospital overloads. Uh, there will be, they may come a time when uh, people with other needs, uh, those won't be able to met based on the strain caused by the coronavirus. So that's why it's our responsibility to limit our exposure, limit, limit this virus and try as a, as a country and, and, and as part of a bigger world to, to get through this. So that's the end of my sermon. Uh, I am going to take questions from you guys. I've got them on Twitter. I've got them on Instagram. I've got a ton of them. I will not answer Malika Andrews' question on what my favorite Curb Your Enthusiasm episode is. I probably have to think about that one harder than others. Um, but we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, but let's just start with the bigger picture of, of what's happening in terms of the NBA. And this is a small part of the world. This is a small part of even those of us who make our living in it and those of you who are fans and care deeply about your teams, about the league, it's, it is in context, but we talk basketball here and we, you know, we report on this league and, and what's ahead for it. And so we've done a, a good deal of that over the last several days in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak in the wake of the league's decisions on suspending the season on Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's positive test for the coronavirus. And those are all part of all of that is part of our is part of the story right now. And so the, the number one question certainly everybody has is when are we going to see the NBA again? And the answer to that is simply nobody knows. The league doesn't know the owners, Adam Silver, for all the information they have for as much as they have tried to understand the precautions that the league needs to take in, in context to the world, which included 
at first trying to play games without fans in the arena. I think looking back, all of us were slow. Even the NBA, which was ahead of other pro sports, probably given what was going on in Europe and overseas, it may have been a decision too late. But uh, we're all guilty of it. I should not have. I look back last week and I went to L.A. to do NBA Countdown. And I should have just gone in that arena, taped our pregame, and I should have walked right out of that arena. I should have went back and sat in my hotel room. Instead, I sat in the arena. I said hello to some people. I tried not to. I didn't touch hands or shake hands. Did a couple of those elbow bumps. Um, so I'm as guilty as anybody. And uh, I was up in studio in Bristol last week for sports centers and such. There, there were a limited amount of people in Bristol. I probably should do what Adam Schefter's doing right now, and I should have done it from home. So uh certainly not here to cast any stones, but we're all learning as we go. Um and, and so's the league. And I think for the NBA right now and, and reported this the other day, yesterday, the days are running together, the idea that they're working with right now is and again, there there's not clarity and there's not certainty, but there is less and less of a belief that the NBA could even possibly consider starting, restarting until sometime in June, and it may be much later than that, and it may be not at all. Uh, we have not seen nearly the worst of what's coming in this country, and obviously a great deal of that is going to be based upon uh, people's awareness on flattening the curve and not congregating in public areas. I just saw David Griffin, the GM and president, of the New Orleans Pelicans just tweeted out a, a video clip from a news newscast in Florida that shows people on a beach in Florida like this is spring break, like this is some big vacation. So, like, the more of that you see, <laughs> the, 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 don't expect you'll see the NBA or any other professional league or any close to normal normalcy returning in this country as long as that's still the attitude in places. And so... Uh, the league is working on any number of contingencies to try to salvage this season, to have playoffs, to uh, and then be able to start up another season, you know, probably quicker than they would like to. Right now, the league has been pursuing dates and arenas all the way into late August. Could they extend it into September? I guess anything is possible. Based on what we know right now, it's hard to imagine NBA an NBA season starting next year, next season for 2021 at a at what last year's season started at at a traditional starting point, unless this season gets wiped out completely. Then, then I guess it's 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 a possibility. So there's no question there's a lot at stake for the league financially, but that takes a back seat to the health of people in the league, the health of fans, and and the greater context of this country. And I think the league is acutely aware of that, that they're not acting, uh, that they're acting in concert with uh, a broader world out there. I think Adam Silver's done a, a good job of that. I think most of the owners, team presidents, general managers understand that. Um, everybody wants to get paid here. Everybody wants the players, the teams, the owners you know, they want to play as many games as they can here. So the financial hit is as limit, as limited as possible may not be possible and they may not have control uh, 
uh, over that. Um, this is a year in which, you know, I think financially for the owners and listen, health and the well-being of people is an, I believe it's number one priority. It has to be, but, but money plays a part because it does in everything. And, uh, I think the league could have survived the hit on China financially. It was a bigger hit for Houston than it was for other teams. I think everybody was going to feel it just a little bit. Uh, but this will be different. This will be a much bigger percentage of whether it's television revenue, gate receipts, sponsorships, and all the things going forward. Like this is the time of year where teams are, are clicking people's credit cards on renewals for next season. And some teams might put those through. Some, I'm told, may not. They may hold off on uh, sort of depositing that money right now in the wake of this. And uh, there, there's a lot at stake. The league, more than gate receipts, ultimately, it's getting the games on television. And whether it's the regional networks and then the national deals that Turner, ESPN, um, getting games in the postseason on TV. And to that end, knowing that it is... Likely, possible, certain, whatever you want to fall on it, that the if the game is resumed, they would probably do so without fans in the arena, at least initially. You know, league is open to not having these games in arenas, this whether it's a Staples Center or you know Barclays in Brooklyn or Oklahoma City, wherever traditional arenas teams are used to their teams play in. They're looking at the practice facilities or the G League facilities where you wouldn't have the backdrop of a cavernous empty arena on television and uh it would be a environment where the tv sight lines might be better it might be they can do some creative things in that way but the one thing you're finding and talking to people all around the league is everything's on the table people are open and i think adam silver is open to any and all ideas about how to proceed and the one thing I do think is going to happen here that I do hope happens for the league and it'll maybe happen in a lot of segments of society is a reminder that none of this isn't no one's entitled to how much they make, how popular the sport is. Uh, it is not a never ending money pit that is guaranteed to anybody. And that includes people in my business, players, front office, owners, coaches, that there, this has been a golden goose for a lot of people, uh, a lot of us. And we all, I think a lot of us have never feel like we, we have never really had to work a day in our lives to be in this world. And it is a reminder that, um, this thing could be taken away. And when this does return, it could look different. And if the country's in a recession, if, listen, we, we, we probably are headed, Again, not trying to play an economist on the Woj Pod or on SportsCenter or ESPN.com, but if, like some fear, we are in a global recession, a national recession, that impacts this league, and it impacts fans' ability to uh, buy tickets to games. It, in, it impacts sponsorships. It impacts advertising that goes behind, um, that goes with the broadcasts of the game. So all of it is impacted. And so I, I do hope when we come out of this and I'm uh, certainly hopeful we do that it's a reminder to everybody that, that this thing is pretty fragile. And again, none of us are, no one in this league is guaranteed this. 
let's get to some of your questions here. I'm going to call up a few on Instagram. Yep, some Tom Brady questions. I said on Twitter, message at Adam Schefter for your Brady queries. I know he's all over that. So, okay, here's one. On Instagram from Mex, M-E-C underscore B, will the season start back straight into the playoffs or in the regular season? And that's a, a question that certainly teams in the league are exploring. I think in a, well, there is no perfect world, but in, they would like to play some more regular season games. There's a number of regular season games, uh, that help with the regional television packages that they can get to that if, uh, in terms of, uh, the finances of that, but you, you want to be able to have some regular season games, uh, and create, have a little more, have a little ability to impact uh, the standings before they get to the playoffs. Uh, so, yes, the hope is to play regular season games. Is there a scenario where they just start in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think if this goes if this goes as far into the summer and, and if they've got to play even into the fall, as crazy as that sounds, it's, again, I don't think anything's off the table. Like, I certainly that's possible. But I think the preference is, to have at least a few regular season games before the postseason. And it's amazing when you think about it. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you have a chance here to get, you know, obviously Joel Embiid was, you know, had come back, but Ben Simmons and his back injury, does that time frame give him the ability to be able to play again and get healthy? Um, you know, that is, uh, would be a really interesting part of it. And, and obviously people have talked about Kevin Durant. In Brooklyn, I've been told that that is not an expectation of him coming back, although I heard he's looked pretty good over there, that the plan was not to do that. Uh, because remember, you'd come back, you'd have a pretty short turnaround, no matter what you do, from the end of this season to next season, and, and, and they're going to be careful with him. Now, could that change? I guess it could change. But right now, the Nets' plan is to not bring Kevin Durant back. But boy, it would be it would be interesting. Um Let's keep looking here. Uh, Pierre underscore MRY. What about this summer's free agency? Same for the draft. And that's, that's one they're really working through. And, and, and it certainly depends, obviously, on if and when the season plays again. But the pre-draft process, I think what teams are expecting right now, it, it'll be very different than what anyone has worked with in the past. I think teams, the, the players themselves who would declare for this draft, their agents, you you may see a scenario where there is no draft combine and there are no workouts at team facilities. There may not be interviews with players coming in to facilities. The one thing, listen, teams have done their scouting and, and obviously they've evaluated the players Part of that is they want to meet them, they want to talk to them, but more than anything else, and you talk to teams, the one part of it they can't live with or don't want to live with or find the most risky to not have is the medical information. And typically you can give players physicals, you can work with them on on having that information and how will that work? And I think that's a question that teams have, you know, you may see... um a, a pre-draft process that just 
really will force teams to rely on the scouting they did during the season. And who knows when that draft would be. And then free agency, you can imagine a scenario where you have the where like it is now where draft comes and the free agency is right after. But there may be a really tight window, and I think we are probably headed for that. A really tight window from the awarding if the season does continue at some point, the final game of the NBA Finals and the awarding of a trophy to the draft, free agency, and then how quickly does the next season start? And do you even start the next season, play a little bit with your new teams, and then take another break and finish the season? So a lot of scenarios in place there. Um, one other interesting Question. I know I saw it here somewhere, but but I've had teams ask me about it, or, or teams talk about it. I should say, not sure they asked me about it. Is is it possible we could see coaching changes, front office changes during this hiatus? That if you were going to wait later on to make some of those changes, you would really be tightening your window to a do a search, b make a hire. And then see, get that person moving toward the next season and what needs to be done. So that will be an interesting thing to watch the longer this extends out. Um, so that's, that's certainly another point. There are so many consequences to the suspension of the season. There are so many, it impacts so many different parts of the league in ways that I think people are just thinking about as we go and, and get into it right here. Let's take a break for your questions for just a moment, and let's ask this question. What do companies like Ring and Hint have in common? They both use NetSuite to accelerate their growth. Successful companies know that in order to grow faster, you must have the right tools. If you want to take your company from $2 million to $10 million or $10 million to hundreds of millions in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives you the tools to turbocharge your growth. With NetSuite, you get a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place, right from your phone or computer. NetSuite will give you the visibility and control you need to make the right decisions and grow with confidence. That's why NetSuite customers grow faster than the S&P 500. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system, trusted by more than 19,000 companies. It's the last system you'll ever need. NetSuite business grows here. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Six Ways to Run a More Profitable Business at netsuite.com slash woge. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash woge, netsuite.com slash woge. All right, back to your questions, let's see, Bruno Frudo SF, do the players still get paid? As of now, yes, the players still get paid. They had their paychecks. Uh, their most recent paycheck was Sunday, yesterday, March 15th, and the players were paid. They would be paid again April 1st, April 15th. There is a clause, we've talked about it, written about it, the Players Association has reminded the players about it, uh, 
called force majeure, which is a provision that in the event of essentially catastrophes, wars, natural disasters, and then epidemic slash pandemic among them, that if the games are canceled, the owners could get back essentially for every game missed. It would be it's one ninety second. How would I say that one ninety two point six? I need Bobby Marks to help me with my decimal points. One ninety two point sixth of player salaries from each game. So essentially, like one percent of their salary for each game that's canceled, and that is sort of. It is there. It's in the players' contracts. I think, you know, some others in organizations have that in their contracts. It's, it's, it's almost boilerplate in a lot of ways that if the season, if, if, if those games aren't played. Now, I think generally my sense is this. If there are games canceled, but there's a few regular season games left to play. Remember, most teams, you know, have players about 20% of their schedule, 20% of their money left um that that's up and down based on on uh you know obviously some teams have played more games than others but for the most part for most players it might be if they didn't play another game this year it would be anywhere from um, i think they told the players 21 to 24 percent of their salary based on those factors so if the league was able to finish up the season play a few regular season games then play the playoffs i'd be surprised if the owners even considered trying to take back the money off of whatever missed games that were there. If they don't play again this year, if the season's canceled, it's different. Although, you know, again, the money's due April 1st and then April 15th. And it will be interesting because, and I think as much as anything, it probably in talking to people, it would end up being somewhat of a negotiation. Because remember, the the owners need the players uh, in whatever form the season comes back to whatever next year might look like they need the players they need they have to be able to work with the players on this a lot of this is collectively bargained with the union and so don't underestimate the power that the star players still have in this instance um, over what the future landscape looks like we're not there yet but it is again there is an ability for owners in extraordinary circumstances and we are in extraordinary circumstances and times, but whether or not, I do think a lot's going to depend on whether they play again at all um, this season at, at, at any given point. Here's a question from AJ Baum Gardner, who asks, what teams do you think benefit the most from this shutdown? I would say if the season resumes and the playoffs kind of look like what our standings are now, I think the teams like Milwaukee and the Lakers, who are the one seeds, would be playing an eight seed. I think there's this more of a room in that first round series where everyone's going to be rusty. Who knows what kind of shape people are in? I think you see less of a chance for an upset because the gap is so big between one and eight in the East and, and even one and eight in the West. But as you start to go down two seven, Maybe not so much there, but three, six, four, five. To me, that's where it will be interesting because it just takes, it may take some teams more time to ramp back up. The talent maybe isn't as, there's less of a separation in the talent there. 
you have a Philly team that might be able to get healthy in that time. Uh, who knows with Brooklyn, although unlikely that their roster looks different then. So I do think, and I've talked to some teams about this and there's a sense of, yeah, one eight, uh, maybe even two seven in advantage, especially the Bucks who've been together. You know, they have a chemistry. The Lakers have had great chemistry this season. And so the, all those variables though will be really, really interesting once we're able to get back into the season. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to answer MTY underscore O four. I said I wouldn't do it. Where do you think Brady is going? I don't think he's going back to New England for the sheer reason. Like, and Adam Schefter has said this and talked about this. And, and I agree. He voided that contract last year so that they couldn't and, and had the agreement that they couldn't franchise him this year, that he could become a free agent. He's had, it seems like there's been no real discussions with the organization. I guess this could be a scenario where he goes back and gets whatever he wants. He gets an offer, makes him think he's going to leave, and then he gets what he wants in New England. But I don't feel like Tom Brady's got to go through all that to be able to get what he would like from them, from Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick. Uh, it feels like he's on his way out. That's just my uneducated, uninformed opinion. I grew up a Steve Grogan fan with the Patriots. Those are my Patriot teams. Um, my son's been, he's obviously a big Brady fan, somehow living in New Jersey, but I will say one of my great thrills at ESPN was meeting Don Hasselback, great Patriots tight end from my childhood. You know, his two sons, Matt and Tim, both work at ESPN. And I was like, you could keep Gronk, man. I am thrilled to meet Don Hasselback, who had the biggest hands I've ever seen. We took a picture and his hands are on my shoulder. They look like comic book hands. I, that, that guy, no wonder he could catch everything. Um, <laughs> what are the Jets doing? I can't help you there. But I can help you with this. Because if you're tired of that 230 feeling, well, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that more than 70% of us hit the wall after lunch. Let a five-hour energy shot help you leap over that wall instead of crashing into it. And if there was ever a time like you are hitting a wall, you are hitting it right now because you are bouncing off the walls. Five-hour energy helps you through your crazy on-the-go life or social isolation. There's nowhere to go. So it works there too. With zero sugar, four calories, and a convenient portable size, it is the perfect pick-me-up for busy and hardworking people or actually people doing nothing at all right now. Now it comes in two great extra-strength tropical taste, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can take you on a tropical on-the-go experience. Go dig into my backpack right now. I've got little bottles, little canisters, little ones. I guess they're all little of the 5-Hour Energy floating around in there. They're down at the bottom with my pens, my batteries. Um, I am, I've always got them on me. Try them both. Then go online to shop the number five, ourenergy.com, and use the code WOJ to receive a one-time offer of 10% off your order. Go to shop5ourenergy.com and use the code WOJ to receive a one-time offer of 10% off. Five-hour energy, energy on the go. All right, on, on Twitter, I see a familiar face. 
not necessarily a friendly face, but a familiar one, Sports Illustrated's at SI Chris Mannix. With the vertical need to self-quarantine, I mean, there were only like eight of us. Chris is talking about our days together at Yahoo at the vertical. And I can only tell you the idea of self-quarantining. Let me tell you something. The idea of somebody quarantining with that guy. Guy took his Christmas tree down like three days ago. That, that's not an exaggeration. He took his Christmas tree. It is. It is March 16th. And he just threw that thing out. I guess it was a fake tree. But anyway, there are better and more relevant questions out there uh, among our listenership of the Woj pod. Mitch Bryson asks, at Mitch Bryson, is the NBA considering permanently adjusting their start and end dates to have their schedule start on Christmas? This will be interesting because it has been talked about. And Steve... Coonan, who's the president of the Atlanta Hawks, former television executive, has been talking about this idea of starting the season later, finishing later, the idea of trying to compete more with baseball in the summer than in the NFL, going head-to-head with the NFL. And I even had one team uh, uh, president who, who, who I respect who... I think he has some level of influence in the league, say to me the other day, that he never really liked that Coonan idea, but actually the more he thinks about it now, the more it does intrigue him. And so that will be interesting because it may come out of necessity that next season starts in December uh, and ends in deeper into the summer. It would be a fundamental change to the calendar, the league's um, summer league, the draft, free agency. Obviously, they're all moved back and... You know, do you do summer league in Vegas in late August or early September? Uh, all questions. Uh, but I do think that idea is going to be entertained because it seems as though even in the best case scenarios, next season probably has to be moved back unless something, uh, I don't know, unless you, you, you're led to believe that, um, we're going to be out of this coronavirus pandemic quickly, and there's no evidence to suggest that. Certainly no scientific evidence, um, and at least anecdotal evidence of, of based on what, um, what's happening in the world. So, uh, but it is a good question, and I do think it's going to be, you're going to hear more about that idea, and, and maybe it gets tested out uh, by necessity. And the one thing about Adam Silver, and you talk to, owners and executives in the league you know it's been one crisis after another this year whether it was you know for the league the fractured relationship with china certainly the the untimely passing of kobe Bryant, his daughter and, and, and seven others on that helicopter and and now this they've been different obviously all different they've all had a different impact on the league but it has been a year of where the league has needed leadership and has looked to Adam Silver and, and, and the feeling you do get among people is that he has been, he has stood up to that test and he has been calm. He's been even. That was somebody described him to me as that yesterday. Calm, very even measured and, and intellectually curious, like open to a lot of thoughts, open to information. I know that's a novel concept in, 
some areas of leadership in this country, but uh, not novel with Adam Silver and, and, and the league wanting to uh, make decisions based on science and the protection of, of, of people's health. You can argue, should they have done, should they have moved sooner on the arenas? Maybe, but they did move sooner than everybody else. I don't know if you get credit for that. Um, but, uh, the league certainly as, as the virus made its way into this country and measures needed, uh, to come to get people out of large groups and sporting events, concerts, uh, the NBA moved on that and then just shut it down, obviously, with the Rudy Gobert uh, positive test. Uh, so a good question. Let's take one final break here. Hey, Scott's Turf Builder Thicker Lawn has announced that they have obtained the solution to getting a thick, lush green lawn in exchange for all of your hard work. A pretty sweet deal for both sides. I think Schefter just reported that, too. Scott's Turf Builder Thicker Lawn has everything you need to turn your lawn into the thick green paradise that you deserve. With its three-in-one solution, you can get up to a 50% thicker lawn with just one application. With Scott's Turf Builder Thicker Lawn, you can finally get the thickest, greenest lawn you've always dreamt of. Grab a bag today and get thicker quicker. This is a Scott's Yard. Also, Scott's No Quibble Money Back Guarantee states, if you're not satisfied, you get your money back. So, guys, we will be back again this week with the Woj Pod. I think I am going to figure out how to get some guests on technically from home. It is never easy with me and technology and taping from home. But I think I actually had some equipment that I – they called me and said, you have one of those Comrex machines? I said, no, I don't have one of those. They never sent it. And then, of course, I open up a box, and there's a Comrex machine. So uh, that may allow me to – connect from home where I'm going to stay uh, and ride this out. I hope you're doing the same if it's at all possible in limiting your contact and hoping to flatten the curve of this coronavirus. So thanks for hanging in there with me. As always, thanks for listening to the Woj Pod in, in these times. Thanks for the questions. I wish I could have gotten to more of them, um, but I appreciate people taking time out to uh, message me. Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, and even the insults. I appreciate those too. I'm glad you're still following along. Again, we'll be back with another edition of the Woj Pod this week. There are episodes, back episodes of the Woj Pod that uh, maybe you can listen to when you're just staring out the window or whatever it is you're doing or like me listening to online math courses in the kitchen. God bless those teachers talking about geometry to these knuckleheads at home. Um, but uh, the world is going on. Uh, the NBA is a bit paralyzed right now, um, but life is going on and, and we're going to stay at it and, and hopefully we'll have hoops back here eventually. So thanks again for listening to the Woj Pod um, and we will catch you all again soon. Be safe and try to look out for each other. Take care. Take care.